Welcome to another episode of Debatable with your hosts, Nina and Kyle. I'm Nina. I'm Kyle. And for today, we're going to talk about a phenomenon a lot of us have been seeing this quarantine, hustle culture. So I guess the first thing that you can ask is, is Debatable, I mean, this podcast, is it part of our hustle? Because people think that it is part of our hustle. Like I was talking to my friend the other day about like, oh, I have a job opportunity and I don't know how much I should be asking for. And my friend was like, oh, you have to compare it to how much you're earning from Debatable, which is your main source of livelihood. And I was like, oh, no, it's actually not the main source of li- It's not a source of livelihood at all. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Yeah. Uh, so other people say like, oh, so it's a side hustle then because your main hustle is lost. I'm like, no, it's not even a side hustle. It's not a hustle at all. We're not earning anything from the podcast. We want to keep it as free as you can for as long as you can. Especially now we're entering our third year. We still want to keep the freeness going. Um, everything we do to earn revenue, like we used to sell stickers before we had Debatable Open. We don't consider that as part of our hustle. That's just us trying to keep this podcast as free as it can. So it can connect to as many people as possible. So we hope that you guys listening at home can keep supporting us in these kinds of projects. There are certainly more projects that are to come we hope that you support them as well so if that's not hustle then what is hustle yeah so the definition of hustle culture or a hustle just means going in your maximum capacity in your professional affairs so you grind quote unquote so you can make a living and earn that money or that sweet bread so right now a lot of people sort of idolize this hustle and this grind and whatever other synonyms they call it and that might be hurting us more than you think. Yeah, I get that because, I mean, we can talk about burnout in a different episode. And we do have a lot of things to talk about when it comes to burnout. Mm-hmm. But I guess that I feel bad whenever people talk about hustle culture. Because as it stands, we don't really have that kind of hustle right now. And a bunch of self-help books, self-help, self-help books have been telling me to just work hard, you know, in order to get that that dough. But I, I feel like hustle culture is basically the repackaged and globalized version of basically the lie that is the American dream. And before you had comedians like George Carlin saying like, that's why they call it the American dream because you have to be asleep to believe it. Mm-hmm. And right now they changed it. It's not really a lie anymore. It's not a dream. It's something that you can actively work or hustle towards getting. So there's this lie of meritocracy, the idea that hard work always leads to success. It never talks about, especially self-help books, they never really talked about how, you know, the system is rigged. Like you didn't have to work that hard to get a living wage, but you have to because the system dictates that you have to be paid less than the value of your labor whoa Marxist again yeah so it's all of that together it's the self-help it's the YouTube ads it's the Insta post being girl boss being self boss hashtag hustle all those hashtags that you get from self-help Twitter or whatever they all form part of this hustle culture and surprisingly you know when you read articles about people who like made themselves CEOs they never really talk about the fact that they come from money. Like, a lot of them already come from money. And you mentioned this already in, in passing. But 
it's my favorite pastime actually to read people's biographies and then find out okay what did you have going for you what was your first foot into this life of luxury because no one really gets there without some backup you know like some sort of support that already exists in their lives but of course there are instances where the people really do go from rags to riches but that's very rare that's super super rare but i guess the mindset of hustle has affected all of us even if it doesn't apply or doesn't succeed for all of us so the next question would be now that we know what hustle culture is how does it affect people normally yeah so i would like to add before we go there that even if you're talking about rags to riches story besides the fact that they're very rare even those stories are largely based on luck like they probably exploited a certain opportunity that came their way but they didn't work hard to get that opportunity you know like the initial opportunity was something that was arbitrarily afforded to them some way or somehow or another and sure they could have worked hard to you know truly make the best out of the opportunity but the fact still remains that a lot of it is based on luck So again, how does it affect people normally? Um, I think that a lot of people actually lose time for themselves, for their social life, etc. because of this mentality that you always have to hustle. So in I recently learned that the term salary man that I keep seeing in anime because like you know those isekai anime where the main character gets transported to another world. Mm-hmm. Usually there are people who are not in education or employment or training or they're salarymen. So for the longest time, I was like, what are salarymen? And apparently, salarymen is just a generic word that's used to describe people who work really, really long hours, additional overtime, prioritizing work over all else. And like it doesn't really describe what they do. It just describes as a term the attitude to prioritize the work over all else it's an expected career choice for young men and anything else is a failure not just to themselves as people but also to their families and it's gotten really bad like a lot of people um die from overwork the japanese even have a term for it it's called karoshi literally meaning overwork death so we have talked in the past about so i don't know if this was in the podcast that we have for sure talked about this thing in language where the more a phenomenon happens or the more a phenomenon is valued in a particular culture the more words they have for that so we have a bunch of terms for rice mm-hmm. so the fact that they even have a term for overworked death really tells us and paints a picture of how bad that situation is in that country like they have tried to create laws that literally limit how much a person can work but they still keep trying to break those laws like Toyota of all things a corporate entity wants people to keep the overtime to less than 360 hours a year but they still break that so it's it's really bad and according to the International Labor Association like there are four typical cases and most of them like people can work 110 hours a week and die in their mid 30s people in transportation working 3000 hours a year people in printing companies working 4300 plus hours a year dying in their 30s or 40s and even nurses they have to do 34 hours of continuous duty five times a month so like 
that is crazy. And you'd be surprised to learn that Japan doesn't even have the highest number of working hours in a week or in a year. It's actually Mexico, but you don't see a lot of statistics for it. So it makes you wonder if the phenomenon of dying from overwork is unique to Japan, or maybe it's not unique at all, but it's just underreported in a lot of instances. I'm of the mindset that it's probably underreported. Especially in countries like Mexico, where it's very normal to work yourself to death, or it's very normal to have multiple jobs and to like migrate to different countries just to work harder, you know? Yeah, but also I I, I was thinking that there have been studies that found that to be fair, people who are richer tend to work longer and longer hours as well, and so like this might be. Evidence that says, well, you can make it if you just work hard enough, but you it doesn't really tell you the flip side about what they're losing because they work so much. Like it is perfectly fine, I think, for people to get a sense of dignity and fulfillment within their careers, but if it actively destroys their health, like again, in in Japan, like and in other countries in East Asia, right? We have noticed that after very long working days, instead of just going home and resting, a lot of them feel compelled to go out and drink or hang out with their coworkers as well. So, what I found in in my research is that they do that in order to keep minimizing the distance between themselves and their work. Oh, that's horrible. That sounds horrible. But that's like not even considering the fact that we are currently in a pandemic. And the pandemic has seen a rise in hustle culture, and all the side effects that come with hustle culture. For example, I think it has affected a lot of people during the pandemic. Unemployed millennials, like myself, for example, feel really bad about themselves for being out of work for so long because they tied their self worth to their productivity. So when I lost my work or my potential work. Because of the pandemic, I felt very lost for quite some time, and I feel like the hustle culture got to me. Even if I knew that it wasn't healthy, and even if I knew that it's not a good thing to always be grinding, I felt like if I wasn't grinding like everyone else around me, and I wasn't earning as much as everyone else around me, then I'm a failure. You know? Yeah, and it doesn't really help that. At that time that you were feeling bad, you also saw a bunch of people like getting promotions、mm. on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, bragging about like getting more opportunities, and then you're stuck there feeling like, "What am I doing wrong? Why am I not getting these opportunities?" And I feel that way too. And I feel like the hustle culture makes it so that not only do you feel compelled to work, it also makes you. Feel compelled to share your work achievements and sort of hype yourself up because if you don't hype yourself up, how can you get the validation of like, oh, your hustle is so good, right?、Mm. So I, I feel like it just really、um, hurts a lot of people, like intentionally or unintentionally. I think the hustle culture really affects、um, people's mindsets, but especially during the pandemic, even if you do get Work, there still is a problem with respect to work-life balance. And when the pandemic was beginning, this is where you felt that shift the most. Because ideally, 
there should be a distinction between personal life and professional life. And this was already a problem, but it worsened due to quarantine. Like I myself, I have very specific areas in the house or in Katipunan or like just the general vicinity near the school where I can have the time and concentration to study. Like I can't study on the bed, mm-hmm. etc. Because I am so now I'm I'm forced back into my home and now I have to find new study areas. I don't know how. Mm-hmm. I, I, people told me, okay, people told me to just find a corner in your house, dedicate it to work, and do not go to that place unless you are working. But the thing is, everyone in my house is so active. They move from one place <laughs> to another. So like, I can't have any corner for myself. Like, you've been to my house. You know how my family is. Mm-hmm. Everyone has like their own particular corners and we move from one corner to another like my mother is in the corner next to the next to the dining table and my corner is near the sofa and sometimes we switch for some reason sometimes people just sit on the stairs it's chaos and it's it's much worse because like my setup right now is i wake up from the bed literally behind me I crawl to this chair, sit down, and either study, watch a movie, or work or record. And it, it's it's great. Where's the balance? Where's the distinction? I also have that problem. I mean, you know my room. Uh, well, you guys, you listeners don't know my room. But Kyle knows my room. And my table is literally in front of the bed. So my day is just crawling out of bed and also just sitting down and doing whatever. So... It's gotten worse significantly for a lot of people during quarantine, especially regarding emails. Apparently, Americans look at their emails so much during the day and they look at it during night as well, which is strange for a lot of different cultures. In the Philippines, it's very common for us to get work emails and just answer them at 11 p.m. or 12 a.m. But for other countries, that's like literally banned. For example, France has something called El Comri, or the right to disconnect, where you should not receive or answer work emails after work hours. And Germany has something similar, where no emails should be given during breaks or vacations, and no emails should be sent out between 6pm and 7am, which sounds like a complete luxury to a lot of people, but for other countries, that's even that's unheard of, because the grind don't stop, you know, you rise and grind, you gotta hustle day in, day out, you don't lack time, you lack discipline or whatever. Yeah. Well, another thing that I noticed is just because people are working from home, a lot of employers and a lot of professors, to be honest, feel like there's so much extra time that people have. Mm. Like when when the pandemic first started, we got so much more requirements and they were just like, well, you have extra time. You're at home all the time now. And I'm just like, okay. But even before, I spent all the time that I had studying already. And it's not like I had a long commute to school. It was just like 15 to 20 minutes max. But the the rest of... So, okay, great. You gave me an extra 15 minutes of study time. But you gave me 30 hours extra work just because I have 15 extra minutes per day. That's crazy. But so, if you need a reminder today... Let us give it to you. You don't have to hustle to be worthy of respect. You're beautiful. You're a wonderful person. 
you don't have to judge yourself based on pre-pandemic standards. And for the rest of you at home, just kidding. <laughs> this wasn't for me. This was for our listeners. So you don't have to hustle to be worthy of respect. If you do find fulfillment in your work, that's well and good. But don't let it define who you are because you're so much more than the value you produce for your corporate overlord or something. Mm-hmm. But shouldn't you work hard for yourself? And I guess that's the third question we should be addressing in this episode. Um, and I feel like this is where it gets a bit more debatable because hustle culture isn't all bad, right? Sometimes you do need it. Given circumstances, there might be a necessity to hustle just to sustain a living. Like COVID has made it hard to maintain work. COVID has made it hard to even find stable work to begin with. Even outside of COVID, the economy hasn't been too friendly to the middle class who have to work multiple shifts just to pay rent and other bills. So people say that when you hustle or if you find side hustles or find ways to be your own boss, then that's actually a way for you to ex- escape the monotonous, the monotonous cycle of a 9 to 5 job. So what do you think about that? I think, again, from a Marxist perspective, mm-hmm. that... It might be a necessity in our current society, but it shouldn't have been a necessity to begin with. So, like you mentioned, that people who are in the middle class have to work multiple shifts just to pay rent. But I think that that shouldn't have been the case to begin with. I feel like people should have a higher minimum wage so that they don't have to work for 30 hours a day. Well. 30 out of the 24 hours mm-hmm. in a particular day just to pay rent, just make to survive, time. basically. Like, you have to make time. You have to literally add more hours to your day just to be able to pay for your rent or for your tuition. So, my thought here is Marxism. <laughs> to summarize it succinctly, my, my response to your argument is Marxism. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but even if it isn't a necessity... Should you do it for your own self-fulfillment? Like there are some people, like you mentioned, who get fulfillment from hustling and grinding. Some people really love the fact that their identity is the fact that they're able to buy Lamborghinis for being a girl boss or their own CEO. Uh, I am reminded of that um, Brian David Gilbert video about being your own boss. And I feel like that video appealed to people, not just because it was creepy, but because the introduction was very inviting. You know, lots of people would like to learn how to become their own boss at home. And that's part of hustle culture. Yeah. And I, I feel like that video, I you should totally watch it if, if you haven't watched it yet. But that video is just so good because I, I really felt like a lot of the time people try to, people kind of sell their souls to, you know, some capitalist system or some other system that promises them money. But a lot of the time, they're working bullshit jobs. And bullshit jobs has a specific technical meaning, actually, where bullshit means that it's not a job that you think has any value to the world, but you have to pretend that it is valuable and it adds something to the world. So basically, a lot of startups. Shut up. (laughs) Well, a a lot of... Um, what do you call that? Uh, data, data crunchers. What do you call the input data? Oh, I'm just so passionate about inputting data, data into uh-huh. spreadsheets. I'm so passionate about that. 
But I think that to answer like, should you do it for your own self fulfillment? I think it actually quite depends, because we have talked a lot in the past about a coerced choice or a manipulated choice, where you feel like it is your own choice, but it's actually just an adaptation to a particular society or particular like oppressive system. And feminists talk about this a lot, but perhaps you can talk about it here. Do you really want to do it? Do you really feel fulfilled because of your work? Or do you just want it because capitalism has told you that you should want it? Capitalism has told you to attach your worth to a monetary figure. And this is where it gets kind of toxic because a lot of people brag basically about just how busy they are. Like just the other day, I felt compelled to brag about how busy I was. But then I realized, eh, I shouldn't brag about this because I hate it. Actually, the only reason why I'm bragging is because I know that another person would like to be busy, even though I myself hate being busy like this. So, even if I am aware about the toxic effects of hustle culture, I still feel compelled to brag about it. And even just this morning, man, like I saw a bunch of people bragging about their new cars, and I was like. Okay, this might have been your dream, but did you really have to, like, brag that this was only possible because of your hard work? Because I know that I know the person, and I'm like, no, this is not just your hard work. Your trust fund, baby. You mm-hmm. probably got yeah, exactly. So it's kind of difficult because in a lot of cases, people who are most likely to brag about hustle are the people who. Hustle the least, right? Sometimes, I think that's that's called flex culture. That's another thing, but it's very very similar to hustle culture, and it's basically a sibling of hustle culture because no one wants to hustle if they don't get to flex in the end. Yeah, but to be more sympathetic, and I, I try to be more generous. Sometimes people do the flex; they say they they hustle a lot to say that they're improving, and that's that's good. I think. Sometimes people do it to find sympathy, but however good the reasons might be, I don't think that it should be normal to basically brag about how you're being overworked to a point where it's no longer healthy for you. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. So I think another point to raise is that strangely enough, the fact that you hustle so much might be the cause of you eventually hustling less in the future. Because I I do know a lot of people, for example, who hustle a lot at the beginning, and then they fall mentally ill or get physically sick, that they're no longer to do the work properly, and they eventually get burnt out. And sometimes that burnout is permanent or really damaging. For example, I would consider myself one of these people. Like in high school, I really did hustle a lot in the context of schoolwork. Like I was always busy. I always gave myself a lot of work. And now I have a condition. You know, I'm. On medication now, I go to a therapist, and I feel like part of that is because of all the hustling I did when I was younger. So I guess advice to everyone who's listening, and I'm not afraid to share my experience because I think that it would be important for others to learn from it. Don't overwork yourself. 
there's no real reason to overwork yourself. Principally speaking, it's a bad idea. But pragmatically speaking, if your goal is to end up with more money in the future, then do yourself a favor and take breaks because that will lead to more productivity in the long run anyway. Yeah, and I think that can lead us to our final point today, which is, is hustle culture discriminatory? You have said that hustling was bad um, for you because it worsened um, an effect of a condition that you have. But I think it's also worth saying that a lot of hustle culture is very competitive and implicitly ableist. So you were saying earlier that you have too many excuses, you lack discipline, but for a lot of people, it's not really just you know excuses or the lack of discipline. It's the fact that they can't really help but not be productive at certain points or if they do try it's not their fault if like they just can't handle it and I, I remember you were telling me just a few days ago like you were asking me how could I get so productive so easily like it's it's a switch and the thing the thing about me is if if our listeners don't know I am not productive at all except when I am productive I'm very productive so it's it's a switch for me but for Nina she was telling me that it's more difficult for her to maintain that sort of um, rhythm yeah or that flow yeah yeah so you see a lot of memes especially during quarantine that say you're home all day now if you didn't write the book or you didn't find the answers to the universe like all these other people and all these famous people then that means you didn't lack time you lacked discipline um no greg i lacked serotonin um no i had to work other jobs and couldn't focus on my own career and become a girl boss i'm sorry that i don't have what it takes to be a girl boss so i really think that the hustle culture community if there is a community is very discriminatory to those who have different circumstances than being a trust fund baby or being someone from a privileged background. And you don't see a lot of people who are actually working hard saying that they are part of hustle culture. Like, strangely enough, the people who I think are personally the ones who really are part of hustle culture or those who truly hustle because they work multiple jobs, they're the ones who aren't bragging. They're the ones who aren't saying that they're hustling right if you notice that's a weird trend like those who like to brag are those that don't do the work much yeah i have i'm thinking of several examples and like they're friends of ours so i don't want to name drop them well i'm i'm fortunate not to know who you're referring to so probably i don't see them that way or i've just luckily not encountered anyone that i dislike <laughs> because of that or whatever <laughs> No, but 100% you know them. It's just that because they're doing it for themselves and they're not bragging about it, it doesn't make them unlikable or anything. Well, I guess, again, it all boils down to what kind of hustler are you? Are you the kind of hustler that hustles because it makes you better than everyone? Or are you the one that hustles because of self-improvement? Because I think a lot of hustle culture is discriminatory because it demands other people not to hustle, right? To be a successful CEO, you need people who are not succeeding. But I guess that's just a critique of capitalism in general. Like, whoa, more Marxism from us. You know, at this point, we should just make this a Marxist episode. But you get what I'm saying, man. 
it always was a Marxist episode. <laughs> it always was. It's yeah. like it's that astronaut meme. Yeah, it is definitely the astronaut meme. But I, I'm thinking like I feel like a lot of our listeners would feel called out by this episode. And look, if you're one of those people who felt called out by this episode, don't worry because we are we are part of that group of people who we just called out okay we aren't exactly you know principally pure here we also wanted to hustle and we are also trying to call ourselves out for this so we are using this episode as sort of a way to meditate on our own limitations and say why we're worthy despite those limitations so if you feel called out perhaps you should also start you know examining yourself because a well-examined life is a life worth living or a Socrates life worth grinding for, as Instagrammers say. <laughs> but that's it for this episode. I think that we have a lot to think about. There's a lot to discuss uh, amongst yourselves if you want. Um, and there's a lot to reflect on because hustle culture is all around us. We're part of it. As, so long as you're working, you are, to some extent, hustling. Unless you choose not to work and are free from the capitalist system, then I envy you. But sadly, things cost money. And I don't blame you if you're just doing what you can to buy, I don't know, the next the next book you want to read. Or the next character you want to get in Genshin Impact. I won't judge you, you know? I mean, I, won't, I wouldn't do that. But I know people who would. And that's, that's, that's valid. Okay, that's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. I can't relate to the Genshin Impact stuff. A lot of people would. Kyle is just an outlier. Okay, bye! Bye-bye.